Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansoor. I'm joined as always by my excited co-host Alexander Volt. Say hello. I'm so excited that it's cool enough I can wear a, a denim jacket now. Yeah, I can wear long sleeves again. Yeah, well, without mm. constantly rolling up the sleeves and sweating. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's usually a new discography per episode. Except for these EAE singles episodes where we cover a brand new spanking album, uh, oftentimes requested by our lovely viewers and fans that we have on Discord. Join the Patreon. You can be part of the Discord. What are, we, what are you talking about today? Uh, we're talking about the latest album from Mr. Flies entitled Fat Chance. Mr. Flies! God damn it. I love this band. Ah, oh. Yes. Uh, you know. The the people in our Discord wanted it. Uh, you last year you had their album Cancel Culture Club on your year end. Check out the year end list. Uh, year end also, episode also coming up. Coming up soon. Coming for, up on ours. Coming up. Yep. Uh, yeah, they're they're their last album made me the list and I fucking love the last album. It made me laugh. It was fun. It had its own character. It's it's pissed off and angry with a, its its own kind of serrated edge to it. This is a, I'm very surprised, but a different album, like a very different album. I don't like it as much as really? Cancel, Cancel Culture Club is a, a better album. They're different albums, but uh, yeah. I like this album a lot. I don't know if I like right. it. I might like it more than Cancel Culture Club. Holy, I like, I like it a I lot. I think that's, I think that's crazy to me. I don't think it's that crazy. So I don't know because they are different albums. Because uh, I'm for one, I'm super, I'm super excited because because it's a different album. I, I would have been happy if they just kept doing the same shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, not forever, but like it's a fun style. The albums are insanely short. They're yes, fucking they under thirty minutes. This one is like twenty six minutes or something. Yep, insanely short. They get in, they get out. The songs are super catchy and energetic. There, it there's no moments for you to get bored or like fatigued with anything. So. I wasn't exactly expecting like a huge shift or evolution, but we kind of get one here and I'm a fucking fan. This is more of like a rocking good time. Um, his vocals, which didn't bother me on the last album. And I like went and compared like the last album. The vocals are always kind of like buried. They're buried. Yeah. With some like feedback or noise. So I'm fine with it here. They're very much like front and center. And I, you guys know how I feel about blood brothers vocals. And if you're new, I don't like those vocals. Also check out that episode. I love his vocals. Do you dude? They, <laughs> they, they push it on lots of songs, but on insisting I, I'm just, I can't, I can't with that song. Really? So maybe that's my, it's probably like the, the, the weakest of like the regular songs probably, mm -hmm. but I still think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Um, the, the squeaky vocals are definitely squeakier on that song more than most for sure. But it's not just squeaky because like you brought up the Blood Brothers comparison. I find them to be so much less annoying than Blood Brothers. I like Blood Brothers, but none of us are going to ever give it up to those vocals ever. Here, he's doing the squeaky 
high thing, but it always feels super chaotic enough to 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 feel like a type of feedback. Like his voice is a type of feedback. Mm-hmm. That's how I, it kind of clicks in my head. But once in a while, which he definitely didn't do on the last album, Clinton, by the way, Clinton Jacob on guitar, bass, and vocals, and uh, Danny Sign on drums. Uh, he's now singing, singing, yes. and he sounds fucking awesome. Singing, singing on uh, tracks like Dirty Hands and Maybe. He's doing full on, full on melodic wailing, like Robert Plant yes. style wailing. I, uh, think, the, I think he sounds fucking great. The most like Robert Plant Zeppelin esque thing would be Dirty Hands. It's it's weird because it's a normal length song, but there's a there's a lot like a lot going on there. Um, yeah, the very like triumphant like Zeppelin esque singing parts there's even like a quick little like middle eastern guitar riff on there it's uh it's a neat track i love it i think it's great it's super high energy very chaotic it feels feels very different from the, the opener because the opener pontiac grand am is basically what i was expecting it's very, it's, about, it's about as frantic as you expect more uh, like pontiac god damn <laughs> take a lap <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I thought that's what he was saying. Oh, really? I'm, I'm going to stick with. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stick with it. Because in a high energy, I think like, uh, you know, one of my favorite Thin Lizzy songs, Thunder and Lightning. Oh, yeah. It hits you like a hammer. God damn. Damn. Yeah. Just say, you know. Just throw in a nice goddamn every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got great riffs. It's got great energy. Uh, there's this super cool stop start section around 150. Mm-hmm. I think it rules. It's a great opener. Uh, and then Dirty Hand comes on, Dirty Hands comes on, and it's chaotic and high energy, but it's it just feels completely different. Those vocals come in and they're ex- extremely hooky. Uh, and he's, and he's, he's a good singer. He's like a legitimately good singer. It's uh, it's definitely more metal. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's still like abrasive. Sludge metal. But, yeah. Uh, it's, still, it's still pretty abrasive, but I find it to be very satisfying. Uh, and then uh, you want to talk the like king of start stop riffs is maybe and yeah those vocal lines are very infectious like the way he sings maybe it gets it gets stuck in my head that one is the one that reminded me of zeppelin maybe is the one that really gave me zeppelin energy it sounds like baby yeah yeah, yeah i suppose <laughs> you know i didn't even put that together till right now uh yeah, Zeppelin, but like a ton of edge, a lot of grit, and some really Melvinsy riffs in there, which is not surprising. But it, it doesn't sound like, um, it's not. It doesn't sound like it's derivative of Melvins. It's just like we, now we get this weird, cool, chaotic hybrid of Melvins riffs with Zeppelin riffs. It's it's very fucking cool. I love it. Um, when Damp comes on, I'm like so on board. It's just I'm I'm completely sold by the time Damp comes on, and I fucking love that song. It's I, it's just so chunky and satisfying. I don't dislike it, but I just kind of felt like Damp was this kind of more of the same. Oh, I I think these I think these riffs are strong, strong, unique riffs. Uh, yeah, they all feel the same in a way. Uh, well, even I don't even agree with that because. The moments with like the big um, whaley vocals, mm-hmm. those really change the feel. It's, it, it doesn't feel gritty and mean and pissed off and sludgy when he during those sections. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he, there's a lot of variety even within each song. But I absolutely love Damp. It's 
one of my favorites on here, if not my actual favorite on the album. Uh, Modern Life opens up with these big, heavy open riffs. Like bells and charms. Like mm. big business error, Melvin's. Yeah, yeah, very big businessy. Um, uh, th- there's even like a, a Mike Patton scat break. Yeah. Like I also, at 125. Also notice the, the, like you guys are not shy about what you're listening to and who you're going on to. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the vocals in the song are so fucking batshit crazy. It made me like them way more because sure. Like it, it can get annoying with like some of the squeaky stuff on some stuff, but on some tracks, but there's a, he's just all over the place. There's a ton of variety. Uh, I think it's super fun and ex- extremely entertaining. And the songs are really short. I and mean, there's only seven songs and it's fucking 20. It's really minutes. only six. Songs. It's really six songs. So let's keep going. Um, I'm not up insisting. Insisting. Yeah. It has, I think probably their ugliest main riff ever. It's extremely ugly. Like tritone main riff. I think those like vocals, this were like, so grating. I, I think like, it, like I just like hear him say this sit. Is he saying this sit? So, I think that's what he's saying. I don't. I don't know. I'm, Something I'm, about a city. He's Batman now. Who isn't? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't love that main riff, but it is weirdly distinct. It's oddly catchy, even if it's not like catchy in the sense of like a pop song catchy. Um, I do like the like whisk creepy whisper vocal bridge, and then it this goes back into like an all out assault, and feels more more powerful than when the song started. I think it's a, a really cool song because it has like a lot of really unexpected turns, like around 55 seconds in, it sounds like the song is powering down mm-hmm. in a way if that makes sense. It's, I mean, it kind of like, is. Yeah. Things are slowing down and things are, it sounds like they're malfunctioning a little bit. And then this mid pace breakdown follows. That feels fucking great. Absolutely love it. Um, and then at a minute 50 uh, fucking stand up bass comes in mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, it sounds awesome. It's, it's so wild. It is wild shit. Make the song makes no sense. And obviously they can't play it live <laughs> like that, but it's a fucking cool song on the record. Uh, yeah. And then we, we get the closer, which I will admit is easily the worst song on here. And it, it drags on the whole experience for me. quite a bit. <laughs> it's like one, one fourth of the album. It's seven minutes. <laughs> At least it's the last track and you can this. Yeah. But without it, the album is literally 19 minutes long. <laughs> it's an EP. It's, it would technically qualify as an EP without the song. Yeah. Uh, they, the closure is pick scrape and it is the most experimental thing they've done it yet. Literally pick scraping. It's a lot of actual pick scraping. There's a lot of reverse sounds, like a ton of reverse sounds. Uh, pick scrapey soundscapes kind of reverberating and, and de- a lot of delay. And there's like, oh, a bunch of shit going on. Um, a lot of aimless madman drums. It's basically pure cacophony. Uh, and it's entertaining for a minute or two, but it is seven and it fucking feels like it. <laughs> It doesn't really do anything unless you like noisy soundscapes. Yeah. I, I tend to not, unless they make me feel unsettled or they're scary or they're interesting or funny or something, but this one is just, it's just noisy for a a long time. Uh, but I think it's, I think it fucking, I think the album still rules. I love the cover. The cover makes me laugh so much. It's, it's, is that, uh, is it, Another uh, Tom Hazelmeyer? Yeah. It might be. Hayes Excel. I mean, yeah. If if it's 
Yep, yep. He's XXL. Yeah, that's Tommy Hazelmeyer. He does pretty much all their covers. And I fucking love his style. It's always very, very poppy. Pops out at you. And it's a funny illustration. And it's... Kind of disturbing. Good to have a uh, a young band carrying the the amphetamine reptile flag, though. Yeah, are they like the only band still <laughs> alive on amphetamine reptile? I don't even know. I should look at. I sh- probably should have looked into that. Yeah, because like we record. I mean, they they put out like some of the absolute best noise rock of all time in the nineties, and mm-hmm. then they like all record indie record labels. They started dying down. And they started not signing new bands because it cost too much. Uh, but these guys are there. Yeah. Also, yeah. Being, I think they're mostly in Minnesota, so that probably doesn't help, but. Oh, you MRAP? Yeah. Yeah. But Mr. Flies is in Chicago, which is slightly closer. So. Yeah. Not too far off. Plus they have like the, the, the Melvin's association and this was recorded at electrical audio. So, um, there's the Albini connection, even though Albini did not record this. It was a engineer by Taylor Hales and yeah i guess it's their third release i don't know what their first one is oh i guess it was just was it just a single it says it's their third release but there's a shit ton of stuff on their band camp i don't know if those are like like little singles or something i don't know exactly but um yeah it says on their band camp it says <clears throat> it's a third release by mr flies recorded at electrical audio with engineer taylor hales in chicago illinois good year was used for this recording which if we remember back to the cancel culture club. It said right here. Um, no good gear was used. I, so it's just a nice little callback. I, I found it to be very, very nice. I think that's funny. Cause like, I like the way cancel culture club sounds better. It's more distorted. It's more, uh, close. It's more like glued together. Yeah. This is an electrical audio sounding album. It's, yeah. The drums feel like they're in a big room. They're, they're very big and lively. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have like the, the crisp, the right next to you feel that a lot of Albini records have. Uh, and that's the thing with like, you're a lot of albums coming. I mean, Albini's it's his job. He records so many bands, but not all the bands or the, all the albums sound like goat or, mm-hmm. uh, or fucking in utero or something where it's like, Oh my God, is that, is that in my living room right now? What like how that's, how do they make it sound so crisp? So a lot of it's just like the magic in the air at the yeah. time of recording. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of experimenting of course, of course done, which Albini's documented quite a bit, but you never know like what an electrical audio album is going to sound like. I, um, I don't know if it's a new interview, but it's like newer. I saw like Conan O'Brien interviewed, Dave, Chris, some and Albini. Yeah, I saw thumbnails of that. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Did you yeah. watch it? No, I want to watch mm-hmm. it though. I was like, that's I. It's just random. It's like, uh, who walked into a bar story? Yeah, it's completely. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, gonna be talking about in utero. Uh, otherwise, Albini wouldn't be there. But I saw they made fun of Gene Simmons. That's a great guy to make fun of. He has no sense of humor. It, yeah, that was what they were talking about. Didn't even need to tell me that. Didn't yeah. even need to tell me that. Yeah. yeah, he stinks. He fucking absolutely stinks. <laughs> uh, I've heard stories about him ruining comedy shows by speaking he, up and saying, that, nope, nope, nope. Like, yeah. go fuck yourself with your stupid hair. Get out of here with your fuzz head. He was, he was upset Nirvana didn't love Kiss the way, like, the Melvins love Kiss. Well, the Melvins love Kiss in a way that's also a little bit 
like acknowledging what Kiss is, which has gone on right. Like Buzz has said, like, yeah, we like Kiss, but they you know it's just, just Kiss. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, I feel like it was more of a joke <laughs> to really like model I, themselves after Kiss. I mean, I mean, they covered a song and then released EP. They covered the, several songs. Uh, several, yeah. So, and then they did the, the EP that was, but it, it feels like a complete joke. They have the Melvin's Army logo. Uh, no, I think they love. I think they I know, love. Kiss. I, they love Kiss, but I think they do it in a very self-aware kind of way. Sure. I don't think they're like worshippers of Kiss. Uh, and I'm only saying this because I remember an interview with Buzz that that felt like that. But speaking of which, I saw that the thumbnail for that that interview, and the first thing that popped in my head, and I, I feel bad that this is where I'm at now in life is. Dave Grohl, yeah, fuck that guy. He's not answering Buzz's phone calls. <laughs> I'm at the point where like I don't like Dave Grohl anymore because he's he's completely shunned Buzz. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, you know, I don't. Why not? Uh, <laughs> we got time. We got time. I just like I don't I don't know. I just like sh- sure like Dave is like a big like. Star Me- mega rocks maybe celebrity like, yeah celebrity maybe yeah. like the last handful of rock celebrities were like people in their 20s probably know who dave Grohl is yeah. um and then like i don't know buzz is buzz i'm i'm sure he's grumpy sometimes i'm sure he's grumpy i'm sure i'm, I'm sure he's a little bitter too a little bit but also I love him so much. I love him as a guy. I love him as a musician. <laughs> He's always every interview I've seen with him has been like so little bullshit. Yeah. He he's just a guy who talks a lot. That's just who he is. <laughs> yeah, no, there's like there's nothing like off like when I see interviews with him and obviously I love his fucking music and his band. Like there's nothing off putting about him, but Yeah, you know. I feel like I feel like it you could like ruffle Buzz's feathers pretty easily. Yeah, probably. I mean, he is not a fan of Sofia Coppola's movie I, or I, her. I was also thinking like I watched that that Bowie documentary Moonage Daydream and like Oh right, yeah, yeah. And I like loved it. And it's the I didn't realize it's the same director who did Montage of Heck. Which one's that? That's the Cobain one that I never saw that one. And like Buzz it's just like yeah it's almost like slanderous really why yeah. why do you say that i guess there i haven't watched it in a long time i think it did it come out like during like when lockdown was a thing that sounds about right yeah so it's all hazy but yeah i there's like a part where he wrote like in his journal about like having sex with some girl with a mental deficiency Wait, who said that? Cobain did. He said that he did. In his diary. And Wait, he said that Buzz did or that he did? No, like Cobain said that in his diary. Uh-huh. And then Buzz was like, like, Cobain's like a troll. You can't just like. He was absolutely a troll. If you look at any interview with a guy. Yeah, yeah. he's like, you just can't put these things yeah. like in a, and people are going to think it. This is the age you live in where everything is a, is a story. Everybody, no one can make a joke. Everyone is especially if you read it that's that's always the worst thing like yeah i'd i'd have to like re re-watch the documentary and then read buzz's comments but anyways it was just like it was so crazy because i remember watching that documentary and i was just like it's fine it's okay whatever 
but then like the Bowie documentary was just like that felt magic. Like, yeah, it like real magic. Like it's fucking like man, that's a good ass documentary. Real interesting. Maybe it'll light the fire under my admittedly weak Bowie flame. I mean, I like Bowie, but I don't love him the way the world loves him. Yeah, I almost wonder how that documentary plays for uh people who don't like Bowie because there's no like modern interviews. Mm -hmm. It's just live performance and uh, archival interviews. Well, live performance will go a long way because you can't fake that. If it if it's electric and you feel it, then that's what it is. But there was a lot of iffy stuff, like the a lot of the golden era in the seventies, like a lot of the good stuff. A lot of stuff was like really written by other people, and especially one guy whose name I forgot, who I have this weird connection to, like a he's like a you know two degrees away from me or something like that, mm. and he's given credit, but he really carried a lot of weight. Um, a lot of the, a lot of it wasn't Bowie being a genius. A mm -hmm. lot of it was him being just a good collaborator. Mostly, it seems like Bowie was a great collaborator. Absolutely, um, but he he just became such a a, a figure that people like to watch, uh, that he. Got everything. He got everything. But yeah, I only bring that up as an example where I'm like, man, this person like Buzz doesn't like, like made a piece of artwork that I really <laughs> like really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just a guy, a guy with opinions and not all of them are going to, going to land. I recently saw Lost in Translation. I actually liked it. Oh, uh, there you go. So there like, you go. Yeah. So I, I don't agree with the guy on everything, uh, but I do, I do, but there's a, it's, I guess it's like a good starting point. We're talking about buzz now after we're, <laughs> we're not even talking about this band anymore, but like, I think he, he's the album's like, only 30 minutes. We're going to record a longer podcast the, than the album is. We already have the album is 26 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like with a guy like buzz, he's like a good jumping off point where like, he's probably not lying. He's a, oh no, I, I like, I don't think he, he's a liar. Yeah. Like all. no, even with like a, even with someone like a Mike Patton, mm -hmm. even he's at a level where like, maybe he's lying. Like he's not like super famous, but he is like, a, like a, a, has this level of prestige around him. Mm. But Buzz just seems like my uncle. I mean, he really sure. just seems like someone's uncle or he's, he's too old and tired to, to deal with anything. And he just says what's on his mind unapologetically. And most of it's just kind of sensical and reasonable and a little bitter maybe sometimes, but I fucking love him. I love him so much. He likes film. Likes film. He likes taking photos and putting them on Instagram. He's a very fun follow. And he's how I found out about um, that Nick Cave movie, The Proposition. So he's he's how you found out about the movie. Yeah, because they did the um, oh, what album was it? I wasn't expecting. They did that that Peggy Gordon song on the album with the Chihuahua. Uh, nude with boots nude with boots yeah they did this like peggy gordon song and i i read like an interview where they were like where did that come from and he's like i watched this like amazing movie i'm gonna double check that nick cave wrote it called the yeah the proposition Pro yeah. yeah 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 he did that nick cave wrote that's like an australian western yep and they do this killer version of peggy gordon so i was like it's gonna be on like the score the soundtrack right it's not on either and so they were like, we're going to record a damn, a cool version. And they did. That's a great album. Yeah. Fucking one of their best from that whole era. Uh, yeah. That's a good fucking movie too. I think we talked about it a couple of times in, in the past that that was like 
why is it so i mean he's a nick Cave is a great writer it makes sense that'd be good but even even with a good script you, know, you can't guarantee a good movie you cannot it takes like a thousand people to make a movie so many things could go wrong it's amazing that any movie is good ever it's it really is yeah even if anything's has flaws and entertaining that's fucking amazing yeah i guess that's what i'm i'm quite lenient when it comes to movies um i, I i'm not i love the ones that i love but i'm kind of like whatever about all the other ones that i don't like or that are fine or I kind mm-hmm. of put them into the category of like, eh, I'm not going to watch it again. I don't hate, I'm not angry over it. Uh, but it is, there are moments where I'm like, where movies just become a part of my soul. Like young Frankenstein is a part of my soul. <laughs> it's a part of my soul. The thing, a part of my soul. This, I don't know where to go after the thing. No, there is nothing. There's nowhere to go after the thing. <laughs> I kind of fucking pin this into a corner with that. Yeah. One. <laughs> I do like that. John Carpenter is this an old man who said he just wants to be left alone and play video games all day. Like, does he literally play video games all day? He, he does play video. Like, I love that man. Yeah. I think he's a fan of Borderlands. Not a bad series. Not a bad series. It's such a great hobby for an 80 year old man to get into. In addition to making synthwave music, yes, that man ages correctly. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've heard an interview with him, but at last I checked, he was very spry, very sharp, mm-hmm. which think, is encouraging. I think he did the the score for the more recent, all three of the more recent Halloween movies. Oh, really? Yeah, the not the Rob Zombie ones. No, the uh, Gordon Green, Danny oh, McBride. Were they oh? Where they brought Jamie Curtis back. Yes. Danny McBride was in that? No, he wrote them, though. Danny McBride wrote that? Yeah. Dude, he was on a... uh, Some months back, he was on an episode of Mad Chain Secret Podcast talking about this script that he was... (laughs) (laughs) This script that he was writing, like, in college. (laughs) I have to find out what it's called. I have to find out what it's called. All right. Because they spent so much of the episode talking about this script and he gave like the whole plot. I I, I think I remember it's called, I think it was called Draven. <laughs> I think it was called Draven. Yep. The, it was called the Draven. The Draven. And it was this completely sincere, like fantasy action, like <laughs> with dragons in like sword a dra- fighting. A draven, yeah. The Draven. And it had this like complex dramatic plot. Yeah. And he he was he took it so seriously for so long. Like he put he had like meetings with his friends, like writing this script. And then, like looking back, it's like the <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it just made me love him more. And then he did uh fuck. Oh, Your Highness, which yeah. I didn't like on initial watch, mm-hmm. but our friend Hillary and then Leah, who did our, our logo. Hell yeah, Leah, thank you, thank you. They both loved the shit out of that movie. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'm going to watch it. I was like, I'll try it again. Mm-hmm. And I think just like their love of that movie made me. I haven't seen it. Oh, God. Yeah. I would like to see. He is a very charming character. <laughs> It's yeah. I don't even know. Now I feel like the waters are tainted. I don't know if I like the movie or they just like love it so much that like I was like, okay, I like it. Well, there's some stuff that that grows. I th- I, I thought this for years, and then it hurts someone else, some other comedian. I don't remember who it was. They said this exact thing, and it blew my mind because I it made me feel like, oh, this is just what the movie is. The other guys. Mm-hmm. When I first saw the with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, 
which is like 13 years old at this point. When I first saw it, I thought, I was like, all right, what's funny? And I, like Michael Keaton has like a great role in it. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was fine. It was funny. And then for some reason I saw it again. I was like, that's it's getting funny. I, I've seen it like seven, eight times, each time funnier than the last time. Yeah. It I, is a movie that gets better every time you fucking watch it. I, I loved it like day one. It's kind of weird. I'm not saying this movie's responsible for it, but like that kind of helped kickstart like Michael Keaton's comeback. comeback. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. He was, he stole the movie. Yeah. He was so good in it. Yeah. He was Gene. He just he keeps making. So good. TLC references, but says he doesn't know what that band is. He had, because for one, he's an amazing actor. And also he used to be a comic when he first started out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was very short lived, but like he, he's, he's a funny guy and him playing that straight character like that. mm, Good stuff. Did, Did you, I think an older an old old conversation did you not like it because there there was the hobo dirty mike and the boys oh yeah someone like try to like make that someone tried to make that joke about me yeah it didn't stick that much uh there were plenty other jokes about me that stuck that i'm not gonna say here because they're inappropriate sure but that one they tried they tried and failed no uh, but that was a good bit yeah that was it dirty mike and the boys that's a hell of a game i wish i had my own boys yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've become dirty for that all the soup kitchens oh <laughs> lord if you want to fucking watch that movie, fucking man. steve coogan's so good in that steve coogan is an, is incredible regardless I he's s- amazing i saw michael Caine's retiring from acting and someone's like uh i forget the other actor's name steve coogan's friend who is the- in him yeah, it was the movie The Trip. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good movie. Someone's like, those two guys, Christopher Nolan, walk into a room. He breaks a pool cue over his knee uh, and then locks the door behind him. Oh. Only one can emerge as the new Michael. The new Michael Caine? Yeah. Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah, that was... That, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it went viral, that that clip of him doing the impressions. Oh, I mean, it's a good movie, though. Like That's no, only one moment yeah, in the movie, yeah. but... I haven't seen that in a while, though. I haven't seen the third one. Third one? Yeah. There's a there's three trips? There's three trips. I didn't know there was two trips. I think they go to Italy in the second one, and they go to Spain in the third one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Those dang Brits. Uh, but we might as well wrap it instead of trailing off Rambling. the most random topics. I have nothing to do with this album, which I like a lot. Alex, not quite as much as me, uh, but I think it's fucking great. I think it's a nice step forward for the band. I think it's a nice evolution. And I, I personally am digging Clinton's new vocals, um, especially when he decides to put his balls into it and start wailing because Liter- he sounds incredible. Like literally like probably doesn't have balls after Hey, maybe he's just got a higher register, Alex. Not everyone has the deep under the giant voice like you, okay? Respect yeah. the rest of us. I think it's because like Zeppelin was one of my favorite bands, so I'm this jealous. I can't I can't do the the baby. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Uh but thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. Please check out the album if you can get the chance to do so. You can follow me on all social media at Pander Monkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Please follow our history guy Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media as well as TomOsmondSounds.com for all his music. Uh, you can also just support us a little bit. All right. You leave some comments, talk some shit, leave, leave a like, subscribe, do all that stuff. You can also join the Patreon. Hell yes. Patreon.com slash Every Album Ever. And, and the Patreon are the 
the Patreons, the patronizers, or the people who help push this album to or this episode to be this, released. This episode is here because they on Discord, our little community, we have a, a whole channel dedicated to put out all the new albums that came out that you want us you want us to talk about? We'll fucking pick one. Do you guys episode. wanted the best. You got the best. And we talked about Kiss for a good while, so I guess that applies. Uh, so yeah, you get the. You can also get bonus episodes. You can see our schedule in advance. You can vote on polls to decide who we cover next. Of course, you can join the Discord. Like I said, and if you're tier two, you're bigger than Jesus. Then you could suggest a full discography to cover on our bigger, longer numbered episodes, as well as suggest individual albums from any discography ever for us to cover on patreon bonus episodes so go there do that thank you um check out my wp panda monkey it's all in the description it's cool do that please and yeah i think that's about it yeah so if we gonna wrap it that's all you babe oh hmm i think i can't mm, I'm, I'm <laughs> torn i'm definitely torn well, maybe I could swag you. If it's up to me, the two strongest contenders are Dirty Hands and Maybe. I, I was gonna go. That's... I was gonna go Maybe or Damp, but let's do Maybe. Okay, give them a little taste of those vocals, baby. So, thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya.